At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on Primetime Action, live from the South Pole Hotel Casino. Tip of the Strip, Gil Alexander, Wes Reynolds in for Matt Brown tonight, and Kelly Bidlin, of course. Looks like, I don't want to get ahead of myself, 34.1 seconds left, though, in a Big 12 quarter. Oklahoma up six on Baylor. So Oklahoma could be, as we talked about all night, Wes, one of these teams that they make a run here might be a... uh, a uh, a bid stealer. A bid stealer, exactly. The word I was looking for was bid. That's yes. correct. Yeah, because look, this has been the best conference in America all year, the Big 12, so it's not really surprising to see a couple upsets, perhaps. We saw TCU over Texas mm-hmm. earlier today. We do have Iowa State and Texas Tech. That's the late game there in Kansas City. By the way, Texas Tech, an eight-point favorite, 125 and a half your total. All right, let's talk some NFL draft. Kind enough to join us on the show tonight, Mark Schofield, uh, who writes for the USA Today's Touchdown Wire. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark Schofield. That's S-C-H-O-F-I-E-L-D. How you doing, Mark? Good to, ha- good to see you, man. I, I'm, I'm doing well, gentlemen. It's great to be with you. It's an exciting time of year for us, sort of in the football media side, because now we got free agency kicking off. we got, obviously, the draft coming up in a couple weeks here. And so it's a very exciting time, and I'm happy to be here tonight. Yeah, I'm a Washington fan. I'm just super thrilled to have Carson Wentz, Mark. I'm sure you're extremely Uh, excited right now, right? Someone check my pulse. Um, Look, (laughs) just the bitterness. Let's let's just my bitterness aside. I get it. So the draft, we what we do is we bet on this, and we have been very successful betting on this. And I just want to ask you right off the top here: there's a market odds to be the first overall pick now. The Jacksonville Jaguars, while the Russell Wilson, the same day as the Russell Wilson trade going down, the same day as Aaron Rodgers re-upping with the Packers, quietly, the Jaguars franchise tagged Cam Robinson. And what this did for a betting market is it basically flipped. Before that happened, Evan Neal or Ikea Kwanu was the short shots to be the first pick in the draft. People figured, oh, Jacksonville's going to draft, you know, an offensive lineman to protect Trevor Lawrence. Then they they franchise tag Cam Robinson, and it just completely flips it. Everybody starts betting Aiden Hutchinson to be the number one pick in the draft because of that move. And my question to you is, does that really mean that they're not going to draft an offensive lineman as well? How do you read it? No, I don't think they're locked into now going into a different position. I think just because they franchise tag Cam Robinson, that gives them more flexibility than anything else. They can certainly bring him back. 
or they could decide, look, we're going to do attack and trade situation, or they can decide, look, we're going to move him inside. Or we're going to move him to right tackle. We're going to move him around on the offensive line. And we're still going to draft an offensive line with that first overall pick. I understand why the better markets move, because when you see a move like that, you assume initially, all right, well, now it's Aiden Hutchinson or it's Kayvon Thibodeau. They're going to go with a pass rusher. They're going to find somebody that can in turn get after the quarterback. But I don't think that's locked in. I think they now have some flexibility from a roster construction standpoint. If they still decide that, look, we have him back, that's great. But Evan Neal or Iggy Aquanu are still franchise cornerstone left tackles and we need to protect Trevor Lawrence. I don't think they're now necessarily locked into not drafting one of those players. I think they still might. And so I still think there's good value there from a better perspective on Neal on perhaps even O'Quanto because they have to, like you said, protect Trevor Lawrence. That is job 1A and 1B, really, in Jacksonville. They have to figure out how to get the best version of Trevor Lawrence on the field next year, how to get that guy they drafted first overall last year playing to the level he should be, and that starts with protecting him with the guys up front. Mark, I know that uh, Trent Balky and the Jaguars have indicated that, hey, we'd be open for business to trade this one pick, but do you think that there are really any takers out there? Do you think anybody is really going to move up maybe for like a Hutchinson or a Thibodeau or somebody like that, or, or can these teams behind them just kind of wait and see one of these pass rushers drop to them? Yeah, yeah, guys, I think this is more a wait-and-see kind of draft cycle. It's not like last year where you had quarterbacks at the top where you know teams are going to be aggressive and go up and get them. We just sort of joked about Washington. I, I think the decision yesterday by Washington to go inquire uh, Carson Wentz via trade, even though they're sitting at 11 and they could potentially draft their pick of any of these quarterbacks, tells you how this league views this quarterback class. There's a lot of reservation about the quarterbacks in this draft cycle. There's a lot of reservation about whether they'll be able to play right away or if they're going to need a redshirt season or potentially two redshirt seasons before they can really see the field. When you don't have a quarterback to go up and get, teams can sort of play the waiting game. They can sort of wait and see who falls to them. You know, if you're a team that wants to address pass rush, you know, you've got Hutchinson, you've got, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, you could go in a couple of different directions. If you're a team that wants to address offensive tackle, you've got two or three offensive tackles. If you include Charles cross in that group that might fall to you, you don't have to pay that premium to go up to one. And so I think Jacksonville, they can say that they're interested. They can say that they'll shop that pick around, but I think when that card gets turned in on the first night of the draft, it's going to be the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars with that first pick. Mark, I take everything you say about quarterbacks. hundred uh, percent. I agree. That seems to be the conventional wisdom. It is a weak draft for quarterbacks. However, as you and I know, and, and in some cases justifiable, right? Because you're nothing in this league without a quarterback. So right. on draft day, teams get quarterback crazy, right? They might not be that excited a month in advance, but on that day, they're like, oh, my God, we got to do something. We got to do something quick. Uh, so I wonder how many quarterbacks will actually get drafted in the first round. There are markets for that. Three and a half is where it's set. I'm thinking it's probably under, but who knows? Who, who would be the guy in your opinion, if I told you somebody did trade up to draft a quarterback before everybody else, who's that quarterback that they end up drafting? Uh, sitting here right now, I think is Malik Willis from Liberty, because if you're going to look at this quarterback class uh, as a whole, I think you're going to bet on the upside. You're going to bet on the potential. You're going to bet on the arm talent, the athleticism, everything he showed at, at the senior bowl. everything he showed at the combine and maybe, you know, talking to people in Indianapolis during combine week, you know, the sort of sentiment was, yeah, maybe there's a 15% chance that he hits and becomes the guy that you're hoping he does when you draft him. Maybe it's 20%. But you're willing to take that chance. Where are some of the other guys in this class? Maybe a Kenny Pickett, for example, who is another quarterback sort of looked at as maybe the first off the board. You know, maybe there's a little bit more of a nice floor to his game, but you're not going to get that ceiling. You're not going to get that upside. And if you're going to be aggressive and take that swing, you're going to take it on that potential. You're going to take it on that upside. Now, a name to keep in mind over the past couple of days, certainly his combine performance, Desmond Ritter yes. from Cincinnati. He yes. had a very impressive combine, you know, we expected him to be fast, but four four nine is something that I don't think we, you know we really expected that from him. Tested extremely well, obviously very experienced. Got Cincinnati to the you know the semifinals against Alabama, and really did a good job this year at sort of showcasing his ability to make reads, throws, and decisions from the pocket. And so, if we do get that situation, this quarterback carousel sort of dies down over the next week or so, and there's a couple of teams that are out there that you know still need to address quarterback. Desmond Ritter is a name to keep in mind. I look at those odds, 25 to one. That's interesting value to me sitting here right now. 
Mark, uh, if you were to put a number here, uh, we've talked about, you know, this is a weak quarterback draft, but we know somebody's going in the first round. What would you put the number at in terms of how many quarterbacks do get drafted in the first round this year? You know, you just mentioned that over under right, three and a half right now. I'm leaning over on that because mm-hmm. we will see number one teams get sort of antsy. Teams will talk themselves mm-hmm. into we, we've got to draft we've got to draft a quarterback. And another thing to keep in mind is this might be the draft cycle where teams decide you know we don't need a guy we could perhaps redshirt a guy like take Washington. Yes, they traded for Carson Wentz, but some of the reported in and out of Washington said that that might not you know they might still draft a quarterback at eleven and take the opportunity if a Malik Willis is there to sort of redshirt him and take that opportunity for one year. Okay, you're going to learn. You're going to, you know, you have an opportunity to develop behind a veteran quarterback. And now we've got ahead of the quarterback cycle because as much as sitting here right now, we might think, hey, you know, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Phil Jakovic from Notre Dame, there are some great quarterbacks that will come out next year. This time last year, we were saying that about Sam Howell. We were saying that about Spencer Rattler. We thought, oh, these guys are locks. These guys are going one-two. Rattler goes back to school and Howell is a fringe, you know, second round kind of guy right now. Things change. And so teams, I think, will take the opportunity if it presents themselves to get a year ahead of it, to draft a quarterback, like take Tennessee at the end of the first round. You know, maybe they go in a different direction or maybe they decide, look, here's an opportunity. We have an out from Ryan Tannehill's contract in a season or two. Let's draft a guy now and give him some time to develop. So I think while there is that sort of weak or underwhelming quarterback class tag that's applied to these guys, I still think we see four in the first round. Garrett Wilson currently is the uh, favorite to be the first wide receiver drafted out of Ohio State. Would you agree with that based on all your intel? I I think that's quite possible. I, I, I don't think it's a lock. Um, before the combine, I might have said Traylon Burks, who had an opportunity would go to be that first wide receiver taken. I think you know, his combine and his pro day numbers, which are now in, was a little bit more underwhelming, four, five, five in the 40, which is quick for a guy that's 225, but it's not quite the box check type of 40 yard dash that you would expect to see. A name to keep in mind there is is uh Derek, you know, Drake London from USC. Uh, bigger wide receiver separates well against press coverage has that sort of bigger frame. You know, he told us at the combine that he tries to model his game after Mike Evans. There is some Mike Evans to what he does on film. And I think if you're looking at a team that sort of needs an injection of talent at the wide receiver position, like say Atlanta sitting there at eight, you know, you have the Calvin Ridley situation, obviously Julio Jones now in Tennessee, they have a, they have a very thin wide receiver room. Drake London would make a lot of sense for them given the kind of offense they run given what he does on the field, given the kind of routes that he could run in Arthur Smith's office. So I think Wilson makes sense as a favorite, but you know, London kind of intrigues me as that first wide receiver off the board. Okay. Mark, we appreciate it. Great talking to you. Um, it's an exciting time of year. Football never ends. We look forward to it. It, it never ends. The NFL draft in the off season. It's packaged hope for all 32 teams. That's why we love it so much. Yes, we do. Mark Schofield from USA today. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it very much. Thanks so much guys. Have a great night. You too. Um, Oklahoma gets it done. Mm-hmm. They beat Baylor. Uh, Virginia Tech is going to get it done against Notre Dame. Yeah. So they're they're looking bubblicious right yeah, now. Yeah, the late game, by the way, and they would get the winner, by the way, of Virginia and North Carolina. That's going to be the final game tonight mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. But Virginia Tech doing all they can do to get into the big dance. Hokies have gotten it done. Buzzer beat her last game, and now they beat Notre Dame by 7, 87 to 80 in the ACC Tournament quarterfinal and in the Big East West with 22.4 seconds left. St. John's with a one-point lead over number two-seeded Villanova, 65-64. So St. John's might still have some life in him if they can get by Nova here right here for the big dance as well. So it makes it great. We'll come back. We'll update all those scores, including that St. John's Villanova one, next Beeson's Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. 
The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow The Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want to get in shape but having trouble staying motivated? Make five hour energy shots part of your lifestyle and get the energy boost you need to get fit. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick me up for getting stuff done. Go to fivehourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everyone. Get a five hour energy today. So, Wes Reynolds now sweating a free throw. Villanova and St. John's tied up at 65. Villanova has one more free throw to come here. And here comes the Chiron Jinx, Gil, that I mentioned over break. Villanova, 82.5% as a team foul shooting. That is the highest in Division One history. So you want them to make this I because do, you've got St. John's. But I know that this is the Chiron Jinx yeah. whenever they show that. And by the way, Brandon Slater at the line for a second. He is, I believe, 86% on the season, 86.1%. <laughs> there he is again, Gil. I believe he's yeah. 86 He's 86.1%. You knew it all along. Four for four on the night, which means he's due for a miss here, Wes. Oh, gosh. I don't want it to be overtime because we know overtime. He sinks it. Overtime is where underdogs go to perish. Yeah, you're good. 2.8 seconds left. St. John's down one from half court. Shot. No. Oh, <laughs> boy! From our from the uh, TV yeah. angle, looked like it might go right. It, yeah. it had the distance, yeah. just yeah. not the accuracy. Perfect distance. <laughs> yes, very good. And Jay Wright has the exact same impre- uh, expression on his face that he did when Villanova won the national championship. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, let's I'm get not, back to work. You know what? The <laughs> whole thing with like this. Uh, you know, post like COVID in terms of how the coaches dress. Jay Wright used to be the best dressed college basketball yes. coach in America. Yes. Had the, I mean, the great call. thread count, yeah. he was. you know, super, Beautiful. I mean, that's a guy, you know, looks really good in the suit. He doesn't wear the suits so anymore. He bailed on that. That was yeah, like his was, signature thing. Like a little light blue or whatever that is. Warm up here. Is there, a, is there any coaches in college man. basketball that have gone back to the suit? There are still Mike Woodson wore one today, but he only, he only would do that at home. Some coaches, 
coaches wear the suits at home, and then on the road they wear like you know the dress down practice gear, or maybe wear a jacket over like a pullover or sweatshirt. You know what I get something. then? I get it's tough to travel with a full suit. You know, I get it. Yeah, hmm. but nevertheless, Villanova they were down by seventeen. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. Deep thoughts mm. here. It's yes. going to be my, my reaction to the rest of the show. Mm. Deep thoughts with mm. Kelly Bidlin. Yeah. By the way, another 17-point deficit overcome. That was by Villanova, and they do get yeah. the win 66-65. Of course, Indiana did it to Michigan earlier today. So that's what we're seeing in these tournaments so far. We are seeing these teams that look all for dead. The swings. I think if you've been betting these teams that have been trailing, I don't have the exact record because there's been about eight bazillion games today. Yeah. But if you're betting the team that's down in the first half, there's been a lot of them second half zigzagging that have been getting there so far today. In-game betting, uh, betting the under, betting the team that is way down has been a very profitable yes. thing today, for sure. Whether they get the win or not, uh, you can get some pretty favorable lines the way it's worked out. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> tribute Ron Flatter. Whilst. <laughs> whilst that was going on, uh, Brooklyn's still up 22 with eight minutes left. Make that 24. With eight minutes left in the third quarter, Brooklyn just laying out Philly. Laying them out. What's Harden's shooting percentage at this point? All right. We are up to. Harden has come up small. Three for 16 from the field. Three for 16. Has the uh, uh, greater Philadelphia area turned off this game and rooting for the Villanova Wildcats who do get the win? Mm -hmm. And by the way, they do advance to the Big East semifinals tomorrow. They'll get the winner of the late game. That's UConn and Seton Hall. Harden and Embiid combined from the field, 7 for 28. Hart. And Bede's getting a lot of points, but it's all at the foul line. All the foul line. 15 for 19 from the free throw line. By the way, Wes, how much did you want Syracuse to beat Duke today. They flirted with it. I did, actually. Yeah. I, I played Syracuse on the first half because I sometimes will do that, and Kelly and I have talked about this before in the NBA. I don't do it as much anymore because now it's like multiple players out, and then, of course, there's a the load management. But usually when a star is out, I think that team rallies at least for the first 20 minutes, and you saw Syracuse do that with uh, Buddy Bayheim uh, being out and being suspended today. And then, of course, it helped that Duke shot 36% in the first half and then shot 61% in the second half. So Syracuse Syracuse, the one thing we don't have to worry about, though, with Syracuse is Jim Beheim being on the selection specials on Sunday, <laughs> lobbying for his team because there is no lobbying. I believe they finished 16 and 17, so uh, you don't have to have Jim Beheim on uh, PTI and all the shows if he didn't get in the next day talking about how Syracuse deserved it. And, of course, uh, that very network is going to give him airtime because, like, I believe, like 70% of their employees are Syracuse grads. He gave absolutely no ground on on the whole buddy Beheim situation no not not an inch not even the the hint that his child might have done something yeah. wrong yeah. yeah no no and no dad daddy took up for him but uh the sure ACC did. the ACC didn't see it that way and I and I and look I think it deserved a suspension yeah I mean you can't do that I mean I know dad wants to take up for his kid but sometimes sometimes you you know you gotta you gotta take the belt to it a little bit God. don't you <laughs> I mean he sucker punched a kid yeah like, well, I, there's no Describe yeah, it. He's, he's blaming the refs for not handling yeah. it properly. It's all. It's a whole. Thing. Like I, you, your son sucker punched a kid. So yeah. like, and, and I'll give Buddy a break. Like it is in the heat of a moment of a and, game. And, and Buddy it's did show him. And Buddy was contrite. Yeah. He did show some yeah. contrition. It's but. gonna happen. But your son, who you've coached your whole life, his whole life, I'm guessing. Did sucker punch a kid? Like, let's just leave it at that. That's he, why I like what Frank he didn't see it that way. That's like <laughs> why I like what Frank Martin did earlier with South yeah. Carolina, where he's like, that's right. you know what, brother? You might get your butt kicked here by this other dude. I don't think you can lick this guy. Okay. You got to tell people the truth, you so, know? So let me ask you this, Wes. So 61 games, when all is said and done today, will be in the books on uh, just a great day of college basketball. Tomorrow, one could argue even better because the uh, the more marquee matchups further into now these you get into like the semifinals yeah. of some of these tournaments because on Sunday, I believe you only have like four or five finals on Sunday because Sunday is always like just get like, to the selection. Show. Yeah, because yeah. usually most of these teams either have bids or you know you, you're not getting a lot of bid stealers. You're usually getting like high seeded teams in the Big Ten or in the ACC or in the SEC or. 
something like that. So here's my question for you today, then. With all these games that have already been played, obviously still some to come, who are the, when we're talking bubblicious here, who are the winners so far today? Who are the losers in that category? Well, the first winner is going to be Indiana, I believe, because they absolutely had to win that game against Michigan. Because, I mean, there was the point of no return here. If you did not win, you were going to be out of the field. So I think that they were a big winner today. I think Texas A&M was a big winner today. They might need one more win uh, going forward tomorrow, but they did get Florida. Texas A&M, by the way, will get Auburn, the number one seed in the SEC tournament tomorrow in Tampa. So Texas A&M was a big winner today. I think TC you was already in the field, but they pretty much cinched it, I think, uh, going ahead and beating the Longhorns, who have really owned TCU. Jamie Dixon has had trouble beating the Longhorns, no matter who was coach, but he gets the win today. So I thought that they were a big winner today in terms of the losers uh, from today. Really not a lot of teams, I think, played themselves. I, I would guess Florida, too. That Florida. was kind of like a loser-leave-town match. So I think Florida probably going to be going to the NIT. Same with Oregon. They lose to Colorado 80-69. to I think they're at large hopes uh, winning up in smoke pretty much. But everybody else, Wyoming, I got to also say they were a big winner today. They held on against UNLV. Oklahoma 59, could be a very big winner. Oklahoma, absolutely, because yeah. that, that conference, I mentioned it earlier about the Big 12, it is the power-rated number one conference, and it really has been. Like, nobody, even though a couple teams are going to finish with losing records, including West Virginia, who went down to Kansas earlier today, but nobody's really, like, horrible in that yeah. conference. Like, usually in one of these big boy power six conferences in the Big Ten or the ACC, there's, like, that one like drag of humanity almost that's like two and 17 or like Georgetown they were 0 and 19 I hate to pick on poor Georgetown yeah. because they fought so hard last night oh, against I thought Seton Hall. by it. the way did yeah. get the cover for us uh on that play last night but uh yeah I, I thought that they were gonna pull it out too I was like man I was kind of like let them win this one Seton Hall is probably already in the that, NCAA tournament that final sequence was like the most poetic way that was for the most season to yes end. it was <laughs> it oh. was just so bad oh it, it's so, it's been a rough time there in foggy let Bottom. me ask you an impossible uh, an impossible question to answer, but I will ask it anyway because we don't have the brackets yet. But since you just said the Big 12 rated number one conference, mm -hmm. I'm guessing your answer is going to be different on this, though. Which conference do you think ends up with the most teams late? In other words, let's go to the Elite Eight. Which, which conference do you think ends up with the most or, or even Sweet 16? Without knowing the brackets, I get it. Yeah. It's, it's an imperfect question. Yeah. I would probably say the SEC. I, I think was, that top was four at. with Auburn, yeah. Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, and then you've got a team like Alabama or a team like LSU. LSU, by the way, advanced earlier today with a win over Missouri. Those teams are so freaky athletic but they can sometimes make a lot of dumb mistakes. But nevertheless, you saw Alabama earlier this year. They went out and beat Gonzaga pretty convincingly when it looked like nobody was going to beat that team. So you've got some really strong contenders there in the Southeastern Conference. That was the answer I was fishing for. Because, yeah, they're a little more. You did a good job of yeah. leading the witness they're, there. They're, <laughs> they're a little, SEC's a lot more top-heavy than the Big 12. Right. Yeah. Right. Going to be fun. Man, can't wait. Survivor pool. Can't wait for that. Next week. A lot of conference play between now and then still to come. We're coming back right here on Visa's Primetime Action, live from the South Point Hotel Casino. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Game on. Time for the Yingling Pick'em Challenge. Bring the goods during college basketball's biggest tournament. Play for free in eight pools and make winning picks for your share of $40,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Yingling. That's Y-U-E-N-G-L-I-N-G. Now to join the action. Yingling, log her up and bring the goods. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. VGK uh, tied up this game with the Sabres, but the Sabres have taken back the lead. By the way, it was not Jack Eichel, though. It was Ben Hutton. Yeah. You needed Eichel? I needed Eichel. I still got three minutes. I took you a did. shot with it. I thought they, they were going to feed him. I think they're trying, but the Sabres have been uh, very good defensively. And, uh, you know, the Golden Knights uh, 
only third in that Pacific division right now. So look, all these games now we're getting like really crucial with these games as you're getting closer to like the playoff chase here. And uh, VGK been battling a lot of injuries and uh, not exactly in the top there in the Pacific division. They're uh, losing distance with uh, Calgary and the Kings. May I make a corny comment? Corny comment coming. Corny alert. Uh-oh. When the Golden Knights are making a playoff run, this is a better town. Agreed. I used to say that about the Giants in San Francisco. When they were making World Series runs, that town, that, that city becomes electric. Everybody just just completely on the same page. No, I, I love, you know, yeah. how the town rallied. And, of course, uh, we remember uh, 1 October out out here, the sad day in, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that this team really galvanized the city. Look, it helped when you're an expansion team, essentially. Number one, you got good very quickly in that expansion yes. draft. And, you know, if VGK maybe was, like, dead last in their division and didn't make the Stanley Cup finals, you know, the first year, we have been spoiled by this bunch here totally. so uh you know but i do think I, i'm so glad that you know hockey is working in a market that you wouldn't think it would work in at least at first glance but vgk right now about to empty the net to bring on the extra attacker they're trailing 2-1 at buffalo about a minute and a half to go all right i gotta ask you guys a question about this brooklyn philly game brooklyn is up on the sixers by 31 by 31 points with two and a half minutes left in the third quarter and oh by the way they have the ball trying to add more 98 to 67. Now, again, with the caveat that you don't want to make too much over one game. But might this, this is a drubbing. This is a shellacking. Pick your word. Yeah. This doesn't stay in Philly's heads. Like, if if these two teams meet in the playoffs, you don't think this is lodged in their heads? I think it absolutely stays in their heads. I mean, I I think this is a game they won't be. I, I mean,. If Philly keeps winning and ends up with the one seed in the East, they'll remember this game. I think that there's you got smart enough veteran players on this team to realize that that this is something you got to be prepared for and better prepared for, obviously, come playoffs. So you know where I'm going with this, or maybe you don't. So you go to the NBA standings right now. Yep. <laughs> this is I'm serious, and I'm, I'm being real serious about this. So the last week, last weekend of the NBA regular season. Right now Miami is clearly the number 1 seed. Now remember how the remember how the play-in situation works. 7 plays 8, the winner is the 7th seed. 9 plays 10, the winner then plays the team that lost the 7-8 game to try to become the 8th seed. So one would assume, you know what they say about assuming that Brooklyn could probably play their way to the seventh seed. Right now, they're in the number eight position, right? Right now, it's Miami one, Milwaukee two, Philly three. Philly, a half game behind Milwaukee. There'll be a game behind Milwaukee after tonight is over, barring the most amazing comeback you'd ever see in the history of the NBA. You don't think that last week of the season, Philly's going to be like, well, why don't we just stay right here in this third position? Uh, Absolutely. If they're not thinking that way, I think it's bad. I think it's. They're thinking it now. I I think it's bad on the coach. I think it's bad on the franchise. You have have to be, right? Like You have to try to avoid the Nets. I don't know. Now, the question is, how far before the end of the regular season can you start thinking that way? You don't want to overdo it. Not too far. I think your one week thing is probably a good example. Oh, because I mean, the the Eastern Conference is way too bunched up to do it. Right. Because you could fall. I mean, the Bulls and the Celtics are right behind you, including the Cavaliers. You don't want to end up somehow yourself in the play-in tournament. No, you could end up, well, you won't end up in the play-in, probably. Probably. but But you could end up very quickly being the sixth seed not even having home court, so you get or the fifth seed not having home court for the first. Round. So you you can't do it too early, but I'm just saying if there's a choice, and this is for betters, right? If there's a choice that last, let's go to the last weekend of the season, and the Sixers are like, do we win these games and risk being the number two seed? Because I'm figuring that team's going to end up seven. Yeah, maybe not. The real question is, Gil, will we be able to get in more than $20 Moneyline parlays Thank you. on teams? Mm-hmm. Because that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We ran into that last year. <laughs> also, speaking of uh, other bad things. In Not Vegas, naming any names. No. I've been trying to make a bet on the Nuggets' first half for the this entire segment so far. Why is it not going through? I, I don't know. I'm going Wi-Fi off, Wi-Fi on, Wi-Fi off, oh. Wi-Fi on. Acquiring location for roughly six minutes. 
You have decided Good to take times. the plunge with the Nuge. I will take. I'll take him in the first half. Take him on the money line at plus one ten. All right. I thought when you said you couldn't get in, like some some shenanigans were going on or something. No, I don't know what's going on. Warriors favored pre-flop for the full game now by one and a half consensus in the late game, the, the second of the double header tonight. By the way, Buffalo Sabers do get the empty. Net. I believe it was an empty netter. Yes. And so they are going to go on to win this one three to one over the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, and the injuries. Would, I was waiting to see injury report. Probably should have followed up on that. So you're not going to have Gary Payton is out again for the Warriors. Really, the only guy that was any question there on the Warriors side of things. Will Barden will not go for Denver, which I don't love. But basically, everybody else that was questionable today is going to go. You're going to have Bones, Bones Highland will play. Jeff Green will play, and Aaron Gordon will all play tonight for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, UVA, the Who's, taking on North Carolina and the ACC coming up. Uh, for those of us who grew up in that part of the country, it's hard not to pay attention to an ACC tournament game when some of the blue blood ACC teams are playing each other. I know. Where's Ter- Terry Holland and Dean Smith? That's uh, right. All those legendary matchups. Uh, where's Ralph Sampson? Yes. Uh, some ACC basketball on, on uh, Jefferson Pilot Sports. Oh, my God. This is why you got to love Wes Reynolds on the Jefferson Pilot Network. Um, Jim Thacker and Billy Packer yes. doing the games. Yes, uh, I remember uh, Bucky Waters. Remember oh, when he man. used to do some of those ACC and Big East games? Because Jefferson Pilot was like the southeast or the yes. mid-Atlantic part of the country where yes. you grew up. Uh, that was the provider. Pilot. In the Midwest, it was Raycom. Raycom Sports, and then it became ESPN Plus, not the ESPN Plus you know now. That was the name of the syndication network that did, like, Big Ten basketball and Big East basketball. So I remember all these regional games now. What percentage of the audience do you think just got the Jefferson Pilot, Jim Thacker, and Billy Packer reference? If if they are below the Mason Dixon line, yes. I would say probably about seventy or eighty percent. I mean, well, you got to be a certain age. Too. Only sixty six point seven percent of this show got the reference, so yeah. <laughs> oh, way we, over my head. Yeah, oh, no, I figured that. <laughs> oh man, it's back in the day. Is Jeffer- like the it. Jefferson Pilot, man? That was just like a the SEC when it used to be Tom Hammond and Larry Conley, Tim Brando used to do those games with SEC, and now you got all these cable networks, of course. Imagine, okay, work with me here. Imagine if that brand of college basketball, when guys were playing three, four years, oh yeah, with all those great. NBA players, yes, they were soon to be great NBA players, soon to be Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. Imagine if that brand of basketball was being played in this kind of dance, this kind of March Madness, and instead of like, you know, the just, just sort of very poorly televised back then, it did get going in the 80s, right? But I'm just saying, with this kind of coverage well, and all these networks showing all these games and all these conferences, be amazing. And I think a lot of the non-like VSIN or sports betting properties out there would talk college basketball a lot more during the regular season because you saw them really do yes. that back then. That's, now, cool. That's absolutely right. Now, if you listen to like mainstream sports radio. When do they talk about college basketball? They only talk about it in March. It's just NFL, NBA, and, like, that is it. Listen, here's uh, – no one loved college basketball more than me and my my boys growing up. We, it was, we used to skip we, – we, and the teachers would look away when we would go watch ACC oh, tournament yeah. games and Big, and Big East tournament games. But to your point, I use – I have a buddy in D.C. who I use as my gauge of that. He's – Kelly, if I can bring you in. Oh, absolutely. He's like, he's like Kelly. It's football, 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 football. And then when the conference tournaments start, mm-hmm. not even really when the big dance starts, then you show up. Right. Yep. And most people in this country are like that, Wes. Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. And I, I mean, maybe it was because of, uh, look, we all have our provincial biases. Sure. I certainly do from I Indiana. Do. And look, I do. the first team I ever fell in love with as a sports fan were the Indiana Hoosiers basketball team. And it just so happens they were one of the best programs in the country. You had Bob Knight mm-hmm. in full swing, really at their peak. So, like... Indiana basketball was like the biggest thing. Purdue basketball was big. So all that stuff was so big in a basketball state like Indiana. But then there are certain areas of the country where right. it's like college basketball. They play that. I feel like baseball's kind of like that today. Yeah. As excited as we are for the deal that got made today. It absolutely is. I feel it's very regional. There's baseball cities and there are not yeah. baseball cities. Absolutely there are. Um, we'll up, update Miami? all this. What did you say? I said, what's up, Miami? <laughs> <laughs> that would Miami's be the, not a sports that, city that anyway. That would be the non-baseball yeah. city of Miami is what he's referring to. 
Brooklyn by 32. They're not stepping off the gas. Coming back, Mason's primetime action. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting this Sunday with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including the gentleman sitting to my right, Wes Reynolds, Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, JVT, and Tim Murray. They'll analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Do not wait for the lines to move. Do not. Start your bracket in round one tournament betting with the VSIN college hoops experts on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, free. That is free. Won't cost you nothing. Don't cost you nothing, as the great Ashford and Simpson once said. Free on VEASAN.com. Nice. Thank you very much. Well. The great Ashford and Simpson. The great Absolutely. I got to read this tweet. This is outstanding. This is uh, Shane Smith. This is you and me, Wes. You guys are freaking classic. Jefferson Pilot and Raycom were all we watched for SEC sports down here in Pensacola, Florida. You clowns are the same age as me. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to call us clowns, man. <laughs> 49 years old here. Uh, Wes has the memory of an elephant. 
Roll Tide. Well, now that he did refer us to clowns, I can <laughs> refer to Pensacola as the Redneck Riviera. Of wow. Course, I affectionately refer yeah. to it as the Redneck Riviera. Hell, yeah. they call it that they down do. there. They call Pensacola. it that, too. That's Ooh, true. Yeah, I partied a couple times in Pensacola when I was in college at Great Florida State University. They're still in the tournament, right? Yeah. No. It's <laughs> like they play basketball. Just throw it, just we only know about football out. season down here. Football team do? Oh, not that good. Okay, cool. <laughs> Brooklyn by thirty-two. Mm, going to the line to add on to that. Yeah. One eleven to seventy-nine. The Brooklyn Brooklyn are the kings and not Brooklyn Queens. Third base. I'm sure. You Real cool, cause Brooklyn's cool. Brooklyn is very cool tonight. Uh, that's the first lyrics. Oh, uh, they're Avengers. showing all the all the fans leaving. They're leaving in Philly? What is this, Miami? Back it out of the state. Should keep making jokes. <laughs> they have, they've lost their luster for, for heckling Ben Simmons because they're getting They're going crushed. to uh, Geno's or Pat's to have a cheesesteak oh, here after man. the game you're to drown me, their sorrows. You're making me hungry. Kelly, let's update everything. That sounds good. I cannot wait to get to one school here. Uh, okay, we have New Orleans up on McNeese. Are we not McNeese State anymore? We're just McNeese? I thought we were still McNeese. No, it's State. still McNeese. Well, it's showing State. up yeah. on the board is McNeese. I don't know why. Well, they're wrong. Forty to thirty-eight. Uh, Nineteen minutes left to go in this game. New Orleans four and a half point live favorite. One fifty-four and a half live total. You guys are gonna have to help me out with this one. We've got North Carolina Central playing UMass. Maryland Eastern Shore. Of course. That is in course. the uh, the uh, MEAC tournament, by yep. the way, held at the uh, Norfolk Sculpt. So uh, that's one of the uh, HBCU conferences yeah. that, of course, Howard in, got in beat swag. yesterday. I was very distraught. Now I know. 30 to 25, North Carolina Central leads that one. They are five and a half point live favorites, 122 and a half live total. Rhode Island up on Richmond, 39 to 24. 16 minutes left to go in that game. Rhode Island, 10 and a half and 119 and a half. Alabama up 10 on Vanderbilt at the half, 38 to 28. Uh, Alabama, 10 and a half point live favorite, 143 and a half, the live total. UCLA up on Washington State, 24 to 21. Five and a half minutes left to go in the first half there. UCLA, nine and a half point live favorite, 130 and a half, the live total. Ohio State up on Penn State, 26 to 18, three minutes before halftime. Ohio State, seven and a half point live favorite, 124 and a half live total. Colorado State up one on Utah State, 26-25, 143 remaining in the first half. Colorado State a three-and-a-half point live favorite, 127-and-a-half the live total. Uh, Middle Tennessee up on UTEP, 25-21 to at the half. Middle Tennessee, four-and-a-half point live favorite, 114-and-a-half the live total. Sam Houston up on Grand Canyon, 30-26. to 40 seconds to halftime. Sam Houston, one and a half and 124 and a half. Cal State Fullerton up on UC Davis, 37 to 27 at the half. Live numbers not posted. Uh, let's see, we have North Carolina, Virginia just getting started. Virginia up four to two, three and a half minutes in. Texas Tech up 10 to five over Iowa State, five minutes into that game. UAB up 12 to eight over FAU, five minutes into that one. And FAMU up on Alabama A&M, 9-2, five minutes into that game. If you wanted to get in on this NBA game, you can get 29.5 points with the 76ers. <laughs> I don't recommend it, but maybe you want to gamble out there. 226.5, the live total. You do have the Warriors in the Denver Nuggets tipping off here in about 20 minutes. Up uh, Numbers on that right now over at DraftKings. Warriors laying one and a half on the road. 229 is your total. I did play Nuggets first half, uh, plus 110 on the money line. Over in the NHL, here's a game for you. Wild and Red Wings tied at five wow. in, the, in overtime. I saw that. Yeah, That's pretty crazy. Uh, this NHL scoring. Uh, it's wild. Yes. I mean, you're seeing – I mean, you might get like one or two random high scores a week, but it's like goals every single night. Uh, we saw Arizona 5-4 over the Maple Leafs in overtime do you, tonight. Do you play any of those massive dogs that show up multiple times a week? Sometimes. Uh, sometimes I'll play like the one and a half, like on the puck line, especially yeah. if a total is getting bet under. 
I think that that often has more value. And that's something I do a lot in the NHL playoffs, by yeah. the way, where I think if you're doing that, if the total is getting bet under and you think that this is going to be like under five minus a dollar 20, which you don't really see those kind of totals in the NHL anymore. I think that that does give value for the underdog, makes especially sense. on a puck line. Take so, the plus one and a half. Yeah. yeah. yeah I remember you used to do that with baseball all the time right. when you'd get like a, like a six or six and a half That's total. Right. You look at the run line. Yeah. yeah. It's like you got Kershaw against Verlander or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Other games going on. You got the Islanders up on the Blue Jackets, four to nothing, nine, nine and a half minutes left in that game. The Blues up on the Rangers, six to two, second intermission. Predators up on the Ducks, two to nothing. I've got no time. It just says second period. Uh, Predators minus 5,000 live. Ducks 10 to 1. Live total set at 4. And the Flames up on the Lightning 1 to nothing at the first intermission. Flames minus 265. Lightning plus 190. Live total set at 5. Wes Reynolds, late college basketball. What you bet and what you like? Yes. Yeah, uh, still got a few, I guess, left to go here. The one I did play is Washington and USC. That's, by the way, going to get, I believe, uh, 1130 Eastern, 830 Pacific here. So That's when my game starts, too. I did take Washington plus seven. Uh, very nice effort against Utah last night. Washington was kind of a team that looked like they were going to come apart at the seams earlier this year, but they did rally. Currently 17 and 14. They're their only chance of getting the NCAA tournament, obviously, is to win the Pac-12 tournament here at T-Mobile. But won three of their last four, all at home, beat Washington State, lost to UCLA, then swept the Oregon schools, beat Utah. Uh, played competitive at USC in their one game this year at the Galen Center, lost by 10. USC has kind of been one of those teams that you look and they have a very good record and they're going to get in the NCAA tournament and they're not a bad ball club. But if you look at this USC team at 25-6, and six, they win a ton of close games. They like, you don't really see them often really blow teams out. Look, they were life and death against an Oregon state team in double overtime about a week, a week and a half ago that won three games this year. We talked about Oregon state mm-hmm. yesterday. What a fall from grace that they had. So yeah, that's what, that, that's what I mean. When you look at this team, they just don't tend to get away from teams. And I think you got a Washington team that is like so life and death here that you're going to want to, you know, see them, uh, I think, advance. And plus, I do like it in the first half, especially because Washington did play the night before. So those have been working more often than not. I don't recommend playing that angle blindly. You still got a handicap on a game-by-game, case-by-case basis. But I think oftentimes you see that team that played the day before have the energy. You are oppo. My buddy, Dr. Bob, who I believe was on USC today, minus five and a half. Now it's seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once it went to that, yeah. once it went to seven, that's what, that's when I went ahead and jumped in. There you go. Anything else tonight? Or was that, that was the, uh, that was well, exciting. I've got that late Stephen F. Austin money line over Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian, by the way, who I had last night, one of the worst three point shooting teams in the country at 31.6%. And last night they went absolutely buck wild from three. I think they were like 11 of 21. So when a team like shoots above their skis, kind of, I think that the, you know, water eventually finds its level. And I think it's going to find its level this night against Stephen F. Austin. So, uh, so far. Okay. I think we dropped a first half or two later, but we did get some winners at least earlier in the show. All right. West. Water eventually finds its level of Wessism. Wessism. Write this down. Nobody's yeah. writing it down at home. Stone Cold Stephen F. Austin. Stone Cold Stephen F. Austin. <laughs> it's outstanding. Um, Wes, you're a pleasure, man. We had Jefferson. We had, we had references from Jefferson Pilot to third base tonight. I can't do that with we, anyone else. We, we Trust go, me. We go everywhere. Again. We really do. It's outstanding. Um, again, big stories of the day beyond the college basketball. Brooklyn just absolutely destroying Philly comprehensively. Uh, I think it's uh, still north of 30-point margin. James Harden comes up really small tonight uh, for the Sixers. And, of course, baseball is back. Uh, We spelled all that out for you. The the big changes aren't going to take effect until next year. We're talking about the pitch clock and the banning of the shift, that stuff. But this year we will have universal DH. Baseball will start April 7th, as it looks right now, and they'll make up the games that they missed in that week. We'll have a full 162-game season player uniforms will have advertising on them and the postseason will expand to 12 teams can't wait to talk some baseball in the weeks moving forward good luck with all the remainder of your bets tonight i'm headed to the big west conference tourney let's go riverside i'm actually on the under by the way nightcap is next tim murray sean king for west reynolds and kelly bidlin have a good night from visa the sports betting network